Today's Bible reading is from Luke 17, verses 1 to 10. Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down to eat? Won't he rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink. After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. Well, here we are coming to the end of 2020, a year like not many we've experienced. And I'm doing what probably you're doing, reflecting back on the year it was. And there are different things that we will imagine different things we'll think about. For me, um, one of the things I'm thinking about in a, in a year that's been quite different, where's my faith at? And, you know, I can't help but think as a pastor, where's your faith at as well? Um, how are things going in a year that's caused us to exercise our churching, our, our fellowship, and many parts of our faith in just a different kind of way? Now, in the strange way that God's wired me, one of the places I ended up thinking about was, well, out of space. And uh, one of the reasons I think I got here is because I was thinking about space and thinking about stars in space. Now, we all know stars to be these enormous masses that blow our minds and you know, are quite crazy. And you can YouTube some of the things about stars. They're quite amazing. I love to do that. But when you look at space... I don't know if you've ever realized there's more space than there is star. There's more black space than there is shiny space. But here's what I want to say about stars, and I want to show you this about faith as well. Stars, for their comparative size to the enormous universe, seem to be disproportionately significant. What do I mean by that? Well, again, if you look at space... There is so much more black than there is light. But the light's not gone. It's not like because there's so much more black, it gangs up and the light runs away. No, it's disproportionately significant. Though so much more black, the light is still there. The contrast we see is a sign of the disproportionate significance. Space filled with so much nothingness But stars sit there as a something. So whilst the black and the nothing is much, 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 much bigger, much, 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 much more immense, there's a disproportionate significance to stars. And so we see them twinkle in the night sky as we look up. And it's funny, you know, I feel like this has given me an insight perhaps to what Jesus is saying to his disciples 
in Luke chapter 17. Let me read to you from verses 1 to 4. Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Now there's tons that we could dive into in just those four verses, but here's the thing that stands out to me immediately. It's what Jesus says from the beginning. Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. Some of those things will be well out of our control, pandemics and what have you. Some of those things that cause people to stumble will be my own sin, your own sin, and the way we treat one another. But Jesus' point remains, there's a lot, there's a lot, an immense amount that can bring you undone. And here's where the stars kind of help me, because it's almost like Jesus saying, look, for your bright shining faith, be prepared, there's a lot of black. There's a lot of nothingness. There's an overwhelming amount of things that could come, be they natural causes or the effects of your sin, the sin of others, that could cause you to stumble. He's saying, uh, like space, little twinkle star, there's a lot of black around you. There's a lot of darkness. And it's really once worth our acknowledgement. You know, sometimes I think one of the black, black spaces we're most fearful of is the concept of doubt. I don't even know if we're always honest about our doubt. Sometimes someone who maybe is not yet a believer will say, don't you ever doubt? And wanting to look strong like someone who doesn't deny their faith, oh, no, no, I don't doubt. But surely each of us has seasons of doubt. Can the wonder of God and all that he's promised be, really be real? Are these things, these historic truths we hold to, are they true? Sometimes even some of the things in the Bible that are beyond my experience, maybe beyond yours, you go, oh, I struggle to believe that particular thing. And I almost want to deny that there's doubt. But we don't have to do that. Because doubt, like other challenges, is kind of like the blackness of space. It's there, and it will always come. But the twinkle of a star, well, it's disproportionately significant. Though there might be a lot I don't know, though there might be lots that I doubt, there are some truths that I'm convicted of and that I can really believe in. But back to the story, Jesus says to his disciples, look, there's lots that can come that can challenge you. Lots of things that can cause you to stumble. And so the disciples, almost like little twinkling stars, fearful of the black space around them, say to Jesus, increase our faith. If we are to survive this blackness, if we are to survive this, this vast space of things that can cause us to trouble, we need to be more. We need to be bigger. We need to be more significant. Jesus' response in verse 6 is a wonderful response that highlights the disproportionate significance of faith in him. Jesus says, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, 
you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Understand how Jesus is speaking here. Jesus isn't teaching us how to do magic tricks and uh, how to clear your garden faster through faith. Jesus is speaking in hyperbole. And his hyperbole points to the disproportionate significance of having faith. Faith the size of a mustard seed, that tiny little seed, can move this mighty big tree. And in other places he's spoken about moving mountains. He's trying to point to us to the disproportionate significance of trust. Of trust in him, of exercising faith. Because Jesus knows, as you and I know, that there are tons of things that can cause us to stumble. That in the life of you and I, trusting in Jesus, there's going to be a lot of darkness around us, like a star enveloped by space. Jesus says, faith the size of a mustard seed is all you need. And so I've called today's message, the must-have seed. Because faith the size of a mustard seed truly is, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've become, the must-have seed. Just this belief in Christ and him alone is all that is required to secure an eternity. Now maybe these disciples thought like little stars that they might be swamped by the things that come, by the challenges of life. Maybe you feel this way, but here's what Jesus says to them, almost like speaking to little stars in space. You don't have to be large. You just have to stay lit. You don't have to be large. You just got to stay lit. In a world that is filled with unbelief, in a world that puts a trust in a million infinite different things. Jesus is saying there is a disproportionate significance to trusting in him. That's why he says, faith the size of a mustard seed is all you need. It is the must-have seed. Now, I don't know how your year has gone. I'm sure it's been a challenging year for many and maybe a great year for others. Maybe you find yourself coming to the end of 2020 thinking, Wow, I never realized how important church was to me. I never realized how, how much I depended on the, uh, the tidal swell of other Christians beside me keeping me going and my, my faith is really struggling. Maybe you've never been a part of church but you, you've picked up this service watching YouTube and throughout the year you've thought, actually, I don't mind this stuff. There, there's some sense to it but I don't know that I could ever walk into a church. Yeah, that's for the full-blown Christians. I'm just... Uh, you know, happy watching online. Again, let me remind you, the mustard seed of faith is the must-have seed. You don't need to be larger. You just need to be lit. Jesus is saying there's a disproportionate significance to just trusting in him. And so let me encourage you, if your faith in Jesus is intact, though a bunch of other things might be up in the air. Keep going. That is what good looks like. The mustard seed is the must-have seed. 
But Jesus wants to drive the point home even more clearly, and he does that with one of his great stories. Let me read to you from verses 7 to 10. Jesus says to his disciples, and he says to us, Suppose one of you have a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, Come along now and sit down to eat. Won't he rather say, Prepare my supper, get yourself ready, and wait on me while I eat and drink? After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. Now as you hear that story in our context, you might think, wow, this, uh, this master's a bit of a harsh task guy. He might even sound, yeah, he might sound a little bit harsh to you. But maybe if I take you back to space, it might help us to understand what's going on here. You see, stars come in different shapes and sizes. Some of them are enormous, causing others to seem microscopic. But there is not a star in the universe bright enough or big enough to wipe out the blackness of space. That's why space is black and it's dark. In the same way, Jesus is saying, no matter what you've done, no matter how well you've served, no matter how godly you've lived, there is nothing you can do to satisfy the requirements of God. But Jesus is not a harsh master. He's not saying, and so you are left unloved, you are left outside of God's family. No, he's simply returning us to his original point, that the mustard seed is the must-have seed. What God wants from you and me is that we simply trust Christ. Now, 2020 might have been a year of amazing spiritual discipline for you. Maybe God has blessed you immensely with wonderful spiritual discipline and you've come to the end of the year and every church service available to you, you've made it to, your barbering's been great, you've lived a godly life and all these sorts of things. And praise God for those things he's done in you. But let us remember... Just as the servants in the story, after we have done all we should do, we should say to ourselves, we are unworthy servants. And further, what should we say to ourselves? Our God is gracious. He has given his son for our salvation. And he has asked us to simply believe. It's a faith the size of a mustard seed is once again the must-have seed. Now, why is this faith so disproportionately significant? Well, perhaps another part of the Bible helps us. In Romans chapter 10, verses 8 to 9, the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God himself, tells us that if you believe and if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and God raised him from the dead. You are justified and you are saved. This is another expression of the must-have seed. God's declaration to us is, in spite of all the darkness, in spite of just how big and bright we might think we're shining, there is one thing that matters. Do you trust that Jesus is Lord? 
Do you trust that he was risen from the grave? If you have this mustard seed of faith, then you have the must-have seed that secures eternity. So let me encourage you, as you reflect on your 2020, and you reflect on how your faith is going now, ask yourself this question. Well, what would good look like? Jesus says good looks like a mustard seed, the must-have seed. An intact faith in Christ, whether big or small. My encouragement, friends, as we close 2020 together, hang in there. Jesus said all kinds of things will come. Hang in there. Water your seed. Just keep twinkling in the darkness. Your must-have seed is disproportionately significant. Because your must-have seed, your faith in Christ, is the one and only way to receive eternal life in Christ Jesus. May God bless you at the end of this year and bless you into the new year as you continue to walk in faith with your mustard seed, with Christ, and shine for him. Amen.